Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode is brought to you by L.A. Finch Fabrics. Go to lafinchfabrics.com now, September 1st through September 3rd, to take advantage of their awesome Labor Day sale. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And this is Sewing Out Loud. Loud, loud, loud. Yeah, I guess there's a theme song that we don't we don't hear the theme song. Yeah, we, we don't get to hear it. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so And Mallory's singing that theme song, by the way. Yep. It's all me. Um what we're gonna talk about today I think is going to be pretty interesting to a lot of people. Our most, it will be because I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Let's see most, if I find this interesting. Our most downloaded episode is when people ask you to sew for them. Ooh, really? That's our really? most. Yeah, that's our most downloaded episode. You know why? Because it's when people get screwed the most. People got. And they was, get irritated the most. I think right. it was our first episode Aggravated. that we marked explicit. Oh, is it? Too. <laughs> and Imagine that. I think it got shared. I'm not sure who shared it, but right. some blog shared it and was like, amen. And, and we kind of. We kind of complained. I think that was also the episode that somebody told us off about really bad. Like, it was like the worst review yeah, we yeah, ever got. Like, told us that we were ZD, arrogant and who do we think not to be able to sew for people. ZD and, and Mallory don't know that the good things come back twofold. And I was like, what? Where do you live? Like, yeah. I was like good for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, I mean, we. Hemming pants is such is, godly work. Uh, yeah, right. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, it was a little, it was a little sanctimonious. Yes. 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 But you used to sew for people and enjoy it. That episode was a little bit, you're looking at me like, um. (laughs) No, no, I did. You're right. I did. That episode was more like when someone finds out you sew and then asks you to do something. And they take advantage of you. Like, you know, oh, well, if you can sew, you know, you can make my wedding dress that I need next weekend. Yes. Oh, well, I've got 42 pair of pants. Would you just hem them for me? I know that's not difficult. That's what we're talking about. When people approach you and expect you to do something for them, and they don't understand it's your time. And that was where the phrase, And your skill. That's where the phrase, I'm not that bitch, was coined. That's right. I did say that. And no That's one, how we got explicit, I guess. No one has... No one's been like... I, I'm glad that I don't think anybody's perceived it this way, that they're like, you think that people who do alterations are... Are stupid. No, that's not what no, we think. No, because I would, I would be one of those people yes. that did alterations. For, you know, actually, I did alterations from the time your oldest sister was a baby. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was working as a nurse. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was kind of... Well, don't get yeah, ahead. Okay. Don't get, hold All on. Right. I'm going to ask yeah. you those questions. Sure. But, but basically, right. what, what what's a little different about this episode is that I want to talk about Sewing for people on purpose? Yes, sewing for people on purpose instead of (laughs) someone assuming you'll do something for them. And and we have a lot of people in our group who have asked about how to, like, Start a business, start a business. or how, what, what What should I charge if I have to hem this wedding dress? Yes, or, yes. And charging is a big issue. It, it's a big issue yeah. in every business. Right. I think especially one where lots of women do it. Yes. Um, and we're a little undervalued. We undervalue ourselves. And, and often it's done out of someone's home. Uh-huh. So people think that's a less professional setting or something. You're not a storefront. Yeah, or whatever. whatever it's your spare time. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You just do this, you know. Well, I think people undervaluing themselves in the sewing world, especially in, like, the sewing media world, too, but that that's another episode. Well, well, and Maybe. We, I mean, I think you and I, I know, see that as a woman's problem. Also, specifically, that women tend to undervalue well society tends to undervalue women yeah and then they so and then now and... sewing has been a 
Sorry, everybody that's not like a woman yeah. <laughs> or considers themselves a woman in this conversation. But, you know, as a fee, it was considered sort of a, I'm sure seamstresses made less than tailors. And, you know, that's funny, too, that there was a man word and a woman word. And a woman word, right. But, but I do know, you know, Julian is uh, one of our male members of the group right. who I know has sewn for other people. Right. Uh, Noah is looking to get into it. Uh, right. To do some things. And so I'd love to. Well, they're groundbreaking. Yes. Okay. Well, it, well right. kind of. Right. But I'd love to hear from you guys if you if you are um, someone who identifies as male or is a male and you, like, the value that people well, put on your time. Or if you think people are willing to pay more to have a man make something for them than a woman. If you know, I mean, I don't know how we would figure that okay, out. I'm uh, One last point before we <laughs> get into the actual right. topic. But I think this happens. We're from the Midwest. We're we're in the middle of the country, middle of the United States. It's sort of a, um, it's a conservative place. Oh my gosh, we're like a hop jump from the Bible Belt. Uh, yeah, we're. I mean, we are in the we're <laughs> right, in the right. Bible Belt. I think I think we are. Um, oh well, I consider Springfield, Missouri, like dead center d- Bible yes. Belt, and, right? And not to disparage anyone who is, you know, like a Christian person or anything like that. Right. But I, I've seen this attitude, this pervasive attitude um, towards males being in uh, the arts uh-huh. um, or in spaces where they're like, oh, you're a man in choir. That's very strange. Or you're mm-hmm. a man in show choir. You're a man in, in this play. Or you you're do a man art, that knits. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's so silly. And yet, okay, so the, so those those young men or those men getting into that, they get stigmatized. They get made fun of. They um, become, maybe someone tries to emasculate them for this hobby. And yet, and yet, <laughs> who are like all the highest paid people in acting? Right. In fashion design, in dance, they are all men. Okay, so let At me... At the top of the tier, let, you know... Yeah. Let me tell you about when I was in nursing school in the 70s, uh-huh. right? And my class... Okay, I went to a, a what was called a diploma school where the hospitals ran these... That's what ho- nursing schools used to be. The hospitals basically ran the schools, right? Yeah. So anyway, okay. we were what was called an experimental class, we had more people in our class who had degrees already. Uh-huh. Okay. We had more men in this class than they had ever let in before. And I believe our class started out with like 115 people. And we yeah. had we had like 10 men. Uh-huh. Because before this, it was one man or two. And we were given this sort of lecture by the assistant dean the first day about all about nursing schools in general, I uh-huh. guess, and our specific school. And he, we were a leader, and you know what a great school. You know, we were he was in. running, right, right. <laughs> Actually, it was a female. Oh, okay, yeah, she, what's she a female? Was and, okay. and but I, the one thing I remember her saying was, and we have you know the ten men in this class or whatever, and she said, and more men are coming into nursing, and hopefully that will raise. Oh, the pay. The pay and the way people consider it a profession. Oh, gosh. Yes. So think yeah. about And I'm sitting there going, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not good enough? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and she delivered. I mean, she did. I mean, she was just being realistic. Yeah, that it was a That it made time. us more valid as a profession mm-hmm. because men were coming into wow. it. That was the 70s, everybody. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, so. Anyway, let's. <laughs> that's and men of, did get paid more, and they got positions faster than women. They would go up the ladder faster. So that is our little analysis of some, you know, yeah. getting getting paid to do things and stuff like that. But uh, let's move on. So, so. Oh, Mom, is this a sewing? Is this a sewing, sewing podcast? podcast? Uh, somebody gonna write a review. It's fine. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Bash me all you yeah. want. I can take it. I love it. I love it. In fact. I mean, those people. See how I am a strong woman. Those people who uh, go through to write those bad reviews, those mean reviews, they're that it takes a lot of effort to write a review yeah, on I know. iTunes. So Waste for, all your time writing you. those reviews. <laughs> if you want to write a good one, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mom. So you started sewing when you were real young. We uh-huh. taught. We have. There is an episode on like ZD sewing history. If you're curious, yeah, sort of my little, about yeah, her first sort of my costume bio doc. Yes, <laughs> biopic. 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 That's yeah. what it is. 
But let's talk about your sewing for other people. So you said you started doing alterations. Now you said I think you did some alterations well, in college, right? I did some stuff in college. You know, just it like happened. Uh-huh. I, like I was the only one with the sewing machine. Uh huh. Um, I had not every sewing machine was a portable sewing machine in those days. This is the right. early seventies. So you know, mine was portable. Wait, fi- wait. I mean, you can go down. We still have. Yeah, it, it weighs a lot. It weighs four hundred <laughs> pounds. And you know, you could get it upstairs one step at a time. Uh-huh. But you know, I I did have my sewing machine because. It was now an extension of me. Yes. Okay, because now, you know, I've had it for like six years or something or five years. So it's an extension of me. And I've made all my clothes through high school and everything. You know, and made weird stuff that my mother's like, can you do this? You know. You sewed for your family. Right, yes. for your mom. My, well, my mo- I started sewing for my mother. It was funny because she's the one didn't want me to, s- or said, you won't like it. And right. then all of a sudden she's like, can you make me a blouse with a lo- sleeve that's long as my arm? And, I'm, and, you know, one year, every year for her birthday, I'd make her a nightgown with long sleeves. And one year I made the sleeves too long oh. on purpose. It was a joke. Oh, know. oh. Yeah. No, I made them too long on purpose. I mean, I knew how I was going to alter them later. Right. But, you know, because she was always, nothing's ever long enough Because she was a tall arm. woman. She was. And... If you think you have problems fitting yourself now, you should have been back there, you know, in the 60s. They didn't, you know, there were not things for tall women. There might be things for big women and small women, but there were not, like, tall women. Right. And she had these long legs and long arms, which she did not pass to me. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering where that is. I know. Where that is. There was a joke about how, um, because I looked just like my father, uh-huh. that maybe he had a short, stubby woman yeah. pregnant at the same time, and they delivered in the same hospital, and the baby got babies. switched, right? We are short, stubby people. <laughs> so doing alterations in college, but then you had a career as a nurse. Yes. That was my education. Right. Right. was always in the medical field. And you sort of dabbled in alterations, though, throughout nursing. Yeah, well, the kind of the way that happened was someone was getting married and their dress got altered horribly. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm listening to the story and she's crying, you know, and all this. And I I said, well, you know, I think there's a way to fix that. And I don't even remember what it was. Right. But I do remember whatever she told me was not what was really wrong. <laughs> you know, I wound up, like, taking the zipper out right. and, you know, whatever, changing the – I think it had, like, a bat – in those days, I mean, think of, like, Princess Diana's wedding dress. You know, I think it had, like, a basque waist and all this. Flu, I mean, flu, flu, oh, flu, my gosh, yeah. there was so much fabric. You know, it, it like, filled my car up, right. you know. And uh, so, anyway, like, I – fixed her dress uh-huh. you know and then all of a sudden somebody was in a wedding and they were a bridesmaid and they needed a hymn done yeah you know? right and i'm doing this all for free you know yeah. like this is just friends i work you know people i've become friends with because i work with them and then all of a sudden like people from under other units come in and go um, you know, I have this dress I need hemmed. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm, you know. These are like all work colleagues, right? Right. And well, and job. I worked in this yeah. mega, mega medical complex, right? right? We, right. we called it the Mecca, mm-hmm. you know. And um, there was like 2,000 employees, okay? Uh-huh. You know, bigger than city. It was like a city, yeah. you know. It's, it's, um, so, yeah, people from other areas are coming over and said, oh, I heard you could do this, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I gotta, something has to happen here, you know. So I think at one point I I said, you know, I'll hem your dress for $5. Right. Just because I was like, I've got a baby at home and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm working, you know, and it takes thread and needles and and whatever. So, and I was not really efficient yet, of course. Hey, were you still on your necky? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was on my necky. So ZD had my oldest sister when she was like 27. Yeah. And you got that sewing machine when you were like 12. 13. So mm-hmm. 13? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to... So I was 15 years old. Yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. That's yeah. really neat. That, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. go on. So, <laughs> you know, then the neighbors found out, you know, somebody <laughs> somebody, you know, somebody wanted, like, this set of sheets made into curtains to match the bedspread because they couldn't find the curtain, you know, and all of a sudden I'm making, like, curtains for... The neighbors, and then the neighbor's mother, you know, doesn't like the person who hems her skirts and all this. Stuff. So I'm I'm working, and I have a family, and now I'm pregnant, too. And, you know, uh, my husband's in school and working, and 
I'm taking on these alterations. But I, I started charging. Yes. You know, I mean, in fact, I started to have a list even. Uh-huh. You know, like, a, you know, hemming it. Him hemming a skirt was five. Simple skirt was five dollars or something like that. You know, I would bid out things like draperies or curtains or or right. something like that. You know, but yeah. So that's sort of how those were my first. And and in college, what I did because I was the only one with the machine is I wound up hemming a lot of jeans. Uh-huh. And the other big thing was putting those go days in the in, leg, right? Because you know. And it was flower power. Right. And I sometimes I, I made a patch and put it on somebody's butt, and it was a flower. That was big, you know. Uh-huh. So that's about all I did, like, in college. I didn't do anything extensive well, other than when I sewed for myself let's, or something. Um, let's pause for a message break. And when we come back, we're going to fast forward a little bit to – We have to we, go real fast. When we yeah. moved from St. Louis to Columbia. Right. And how things changed a little bit for your alterations. You for know, just business. sewing in general, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Your whole sewing journey. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, Mom, I'm really excited about this week's sponsor. Tell everyone who it is. L.A. Finch Fabrics. That's right. L.A. Finch Fabrics is based in L.A., and Josie runs a fabulous company where they get designer ends, and they um, make sure to stock very high-quality knit and woven fashion fabrics. And what's your favorite thing about L.A. Finch, Mom? Their efficiency. <laughs> I order something, and I like I can't even stop thinking about it, and it's here. It's That's like, right. You know, I'm like, oh, it came. Yeah, and we live out in the middle of nowhere. Right, so, isn't you know. that the truth? Uh, so L.A. Finch Fabrics is having a killer Labor Day weekend sale uh, today, September 1st through September 3rd. So you need to go to LAFinchFabrics.com and check out the sale prices on things like Double Brush Poly, uh, Liverpool Knits, etc. I think she's got some cool gifts and giveaways. Oh, all right. And uh, we'll be posting some pictures of fabrics that we've been using. Mom's got those shimmery green leggings. That's right. Mallory's got me on the paddleboard in them. Yes. And I've got uh, my mushroom double brush poly little sleep set that I made, too, that is just so glorious to be in. Uh, so check out LAFinchFabrics.com. And make sure to get there before September 3rd. So right. You can... So that sale is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. And this episode comes out on a Friday. That's so right. you need to get there. Okay. So go to LAFinchFabrics.com and you will be amazed just like we are. Thanks, LA Finch Fabrics. Sewing out loud. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. back so you had you had hillary mm-hmm. you had Lindsay working as a nurse mm-hmm. and then we we moved to columbia i'm born um you're so born <laughs> there's a big space in big time space. and then she's born and um, i was single for a while yep and then we moved to columbia mm-hmm. uh and we have a new home uh-huh uh we have a new male figure jerry <laughs> my dad <laughs> know and uh he's a contractor right right well and, and yes and we're building on to this building, house yes building onto this house and i become the contractor so, so i don't go right to work you don't go right back into nursing right is what i, right, yeah, what right, I wanted right. to bring up yeah yes, so yes. you know um as a critical care nurse i'm like critically taking care of 
getting this house put together for this new family that we're blending right in a new city you know and and jerry's all like let's build on some new bedrooms well yes some- <laughs> and, and it, it was kind of funny because there was you know this building supply place that i kept going to and i would go to the contractor's desk because of course we had a contractor's and I didn't go one time for like three days. And then I went back and they thought, oh, we thought maybe you were sick or something. Because <laughs> I was there like every day, whether it was buying doorknobs or, you know, insulation or, or whatever it was. I was, you know, resourcing or buying something or picking something up or, or whatever. So um, it when you say we built our house, I mean, we truly built it. We had some people that we subcontracted to right. work with us. and they, But um, I swear... Every piece of insulation in those garages, I put up myself. <laughs> I can insulate anything. But anyway, um, so I'm trying – this time I don't have a sewing machine out because right. there's drywall dust constantly right. someplace. And um, I finally get my sewing machine out after like five months. Yeah, I was having withdrawals. It was horrible. And I um, – actually, I needed a belt. For my sewing machine. Uh-huh. And I went looking for one. And that's sort of how I fell into the dealership that, um, you know, I started using here. Right, right. And I actually, I knew I was going to buy a new sewing machine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to buy one in St. Louis. I wanted to buy one where I lived. Right. Because- so I was waiting, you know, yes. till we settled in and I could, I would buy my new sewing machine here. So you started working for the dealership. Part time. Well, after kind of well, discovering part of what happened is I was, I remember going in and saying, "Oh, I'm going over to the university to put in my application," and the owner of the store said, "Do you have to do that?" And I was <laughs> like, "Well, I should probably make some money. You know, I haven't made any money for like a year or whatever." And she's like, "And I said, why?" And she goes, "I I think there's something we could work out for you here." Uh huh. So that's. What started that? And for locals, for people who uh, know us, that's Deatra that right. <laughs> is talking about. That's when Deatra started to ruin my life. No. Yes, that's right. <laughs> she roped you in, right? That's right, right. And I was like, what do you mean? I can like, I mean, it was very enticing to me. Yeah, you know, to work in that environment. Well, just to see what it would be like, even. Well, and that so that was a sewing machine store dealership, da da da. And we're gonna we're gonna skip forward a little bit mm-hmm. because you worked there for a while. Um, I think I worked there almost five years. And then you did basically selling sewing machines, right? Selling sewing machines, but then you did not work there for a while. And well, did alterations, right? Right. Now I always taught there. Sure. Okay. I always taught classes. Um, right, and so. Actually, what I did is I went back into nursing for a while, uh-huh. and um, nursing here was different than nursing in my big university complex that I was used to, uh-huh. right? Didn't really like it very much, and of course, I was kind of doing alterations all along, kind of, for some people, and um, and I decided I'm going to take this serious, and I'm going to do some alterations. So, Or, or actually, couture. Couture Yeah, work. you started to do custom gowns. Right. So talk to us a little bit. I just want to focus on, like, when you used to have clients mm-hmm. out to the house. Right. And how that worked. Right. So how would people find you? Because that's a question we get. I bra- Well, I was in the country. Yeah. People did not have GPSs. Right. Right. I actually had a 3 by 5 card that had directions specifically on it that I had by my phone that I could tell them, you know, right. two miles here, one mile here. That, you know, I remember that card. That, and I also <laughs> gave that out to people. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, no Facebook page, no website. But uh, I painted the mailbox bright purple. <laughs> okay. Like shocking purple. And, you know, I think it was even kind of metallic purple. And we have a pretty big mailbox. We're out on, you know, we're a rural route. Right. And um, I would say, you'll know when you turn and you'll see the big purple mailbox. And, you know, that's the driveway you want to come down. But how did how did clients find out about you, I guess? That's what I meant. I guess, Not, well, I did, <laughs> have, a re- I did have a reputation. <laughs> yes. You know, a lot of it was by word of mouth. Um, in fact, most of it. Um, the 
other thing I did is I had sort of incentive things. Uh-huh. Okay, so if you came to me with your wedding dress to um, have it hemmed or whatever, I gave you a card that, you know, if your friend came to me for their wedding dress to be hemmed, they got a free steaming. Or, oh. or, or, so yeah. I, I had some things like that. Mm-hmm. Um it didn't take long that I had more work than I could possibly handle. Well, and you know, something we left out, which might be another great podcast uh, to talk to do, is you did costumes at That's true too. high school. That's true. Yeah. Well, I was doing costumes at the local professional. Right. Uh, the Summerstock Theater. I had done costumes at the high school. I had done some costumes for Missouri Theater. I was their backup person that when a troop came in and something was wrong, I would fix so, the costumes. ZD, so I was out there. ZD has this name that's really unique. And yes. when I would tell people, like if someone in that community, like my mom is ZD, they're like, oh, okay. Right, you know, right. like, so you were really kind of with that whole. I was sewing for uh, Miss Gay Missouri. Yeah, there you right, go. But a, you a drag with, sewing. With some of that work like especially at the high school not getting paid a lot for that it was almost like lead generation <laughs> yes I mean because those girls would then come to you for their prom dress I guess, or I guess, whatever. I guess when, I, when I said I had a reputation that's where the yeah. reputation happened yeah. right so right. when people would come out to the house tell them about tell people about where you would fit people okay uh, and yes. do stuff like that and I was I was very careful about this to make it or, you know, as professional as possible, even though it was in my home. At this point in time, I had a bedroom that no one slept in. And I cleared it out and filled it full of mirrors. And that became the fitting room. So this was what, like a 10 by 12 room. Yeah. With the only thing that was in it were mirrors and a couple chairs. Right. Um, and it was right inside of my uh, you know, front living room door. So people could, I could have people come in the front door. They could sit in my living room. There was a bathroom right off of the living room. And um, this room was right there. Right. So they weren't walking through my house. They did not see my studio. Right. Ever. Ever. I wasn't going <laughs> to let them. Uh, I didn't want them to see somebody else's wedding dress upside down and inside out. You know, in the middle of the table. Right. You know, um, I mean, what you do to those wedding dresses, those girls would probably die. You know, they don't know you're wearing them on your head when you're fixing them. Right. And all that. So, um, and I had I had a price list. One thing that I did not do in the beginning, I you know, obviously all of these things, you know, I altered my way of business too. Yeah. As I went along, um, for instance, we had two huge German shepherds. Yeah. And I had a dog pen that I put them in (laughs) when I knew someone was coming. Um, I had appointment times that I decided. Uh Uh-huh. I used to let anybody tell me what was convenient for them. And then I got smarter and said, I do appointments, you know, Monday during the day, Tuesday. I don't. Tuesday might have been a phone day. But I had the schedule. Like, Monday was appointment day. appointment or fitting day, Tuesday, I did not answer my phone all day. I took, I let the phone ring and I took, so I could work. Uh Uh-huh. Because if I always, if I kept answering the phone, I would have never been able to work. And I'm working by myself. Right, right. And, um, you know, Wednesday was an appointment day. Thursday evening was my evening day. You know, I had an, I had like. You had an an after work, after work day. Yes. And then I did, um. Some, I think it was Sunday afternoon was my one weekend day that uh-huh. that I did. But otherwise, I was going back and forth or I never had, you know, I found out that it was running in circles by, you know, oh, fitting this person and then going up and trying to sew and then fitting this per- and then this and then answering the phone and then this or that. So that I got really good about. It's like productivity hacks and from if, 2000. Right. Two or whatever. Right. And if they, <laughs> yeah, and if they didn't, if they didn't like those uh, appointment times, then they needed to find someone else. Right. You know. I mean, I, I, I guess I was in demand. I had no trouble filling up. You know, the appointment times. So you would do alterations for people, but you'd also do custom sewing. Right. So I think it's important. Why did I do both? Well, um, I think it's important too to talk about how you learned not to do a custom sewing consult for free. 
Yeah, that is that that was a big thing. Um, Oh, I I want you to make my prom dress. I can't find it any place, you know, on the phone. Okay, they have a lot of misconceptions. Right. First of all, they think they're going to get a prom dress for fifty dollars. Yes, that includes the fabric, and you may. And this is you know fifteen twenty years ago. Uh, they'll take up your time. They'll bring you pictures that are. I want my dress to look like this with this element, with this element, with this element. And, you know, they're not even dresses that are alike. Like, right. you know, maybe one yeah. cut on the bias <laughs> and the other one, you know, I, I mean, it's like, well, this doesn't, you know. This will not work together. This, right. And it's and they're not giving you a picture of what they want. They're uh-huh. telling you what they want. And people's mental pictures are different than, you know, everyone's mental picture is probably different. Right, right. So anyway, I learned to say my consult fee is $50. So right there, that eliminated a lot of crap. Boom, yeah. What do you mean? My dress is going to cost me more than $50 to get my dress made? Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, it is, sweetheart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's going to cost you a lot more. Um, I would say my consult fee is $50. I will spend, you know, up to an hour with you, and we will decide if I'm going to make your dress or not. And if I do, that will go towards, you know, the fee I quote you on making the dress. Right. Quite reasonable. And I did have other quotes I could give them on the phone. For instance, I think I never made a bridesmaid's dress for, I think... Yeah, I started out like at eighty dollars, and it finally it was like one twenty or something like right. that. Right, so that you had some minimums. I had some minimums. A wedding dress uh, started at, I think, four or five hundred. Uh huh. Um, and that was a very plain dress, you know. The, now some people would come in and want a wedding dress that truly wasn't a wedding dress. Sure. You know, they were sure. wanting, some, but so some people would come in, and what they really wanted was, you know, a nice T-length dress that. Maybe maybe had a lining or yeah. maybe not. Yeah. And I would say, well, I'm not considering. You know, this this won't be a four hundred. You know, this dress is going to cost probably two hundred dollars. It could be and, closer to that, like bridesmaid's dress price or right, something. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, depending. You know, I had my concept of what I thought I of, it, and it also, you know, you have to think about how many fittings you're going to do on these right. things. Are Are you making a muslin or not? Yeah. You know, all those things. I think that for our people who are asking about sewing for other people mm-hmm. and stuff. A big key to, and, and I did this with embroidery, and you taught you taught me this. Yeah, Deat- you did embroidery. Deatra you, taught me this yeah. too. Um, is to have minimum. You have to have a minimum because that will it'll weed out people. You yep. don't want everybody. You don't you want, don't want the business. You do not want the people that are not willing to pay. Right. It's too. It's too much trouble. It's too much hassle. You you're, wouldn't want somebody. You're gonna to, you're gonna go down and smoke. You wouldn't want somebody to come up to you and like take money out of your wallet, right? Right, and that's what they're they, doing. They, they're absolutely. costing you absolutely. money because your time is money, right? Um, and you know, and it's not fair to the people that are willing to pay. No, no. So I think that those minimums are great, and I just have to say, so Zidi, I think it was really cool for you to talk about like the the fitting room, and we can't really the fitting room has like a bed in it now. It's a guest room. Right. You know, uh, I don't know if we have any pictures from that time. Oh, I don't know either. But uh, somebody, when we were closing our retail store, (laughs) this lady came in, and I really think I know who she is. She was one of your clients who was kind of kind of nuts though and she told me all about how ZD used to have her out to her house oh yes yeah she was like you know ZD used to have me out to her house I've been to her house several times and I wanted to I was just like that's really special yeah. <laughs> that's well, great I, I will tell you one of the hazards <laughs> one of the hazards is when people know where you live they can show up at any time yeah they can and that has happened to me mm-hmm. and I've had to, you know, I've been like out doing something in my garden or something, and somebody rolls up my driveway and, oh, I just thought maybe I could catch you here. And you have to say, that is something I cannot do right now. (laughs) I have other commitments. If your commitment is you're going to take a bath, that's your other commitment. You have to control these people. Right. So. The amount of fittings, that might be another thing. And so a few of you who have start, talked about starting to do these things, if you're going to hem a pair of pants, mm-hmm. you meet the person, yes. you mark the hem, right. you hem the pants, yes. and then it would be preferable if they would try them on before, before they leave. Before yes, leaving absolutely. Okay. Um, but. And. Uh-huh. They have two weeks to bring them back. Okay. I have, you know. 
I need the skirt altered. So you alter the skirt, which may say you're taking it in or letting it out or something. And they call you a year later and they tell you the skirt's too tight. Yeah. Well, what have you eaten since yeah. I fixed it? You know, so, I mean, I mean, you have to have all of these limits. You have to have these little week, policies that you hand to people. That two week thing is is in a way it's being generous, but it's absolutely also generous. A limit, a limit. But what I'm saying is, right. you can't. And and I, one of my horror stories. Do you want to hear a horror story? Yeah. Is this woman was going to her son's destination wedding? Uh huh. And she wanted me to make her this dupioni. It was like a, you know, a pants pantsuit suit outfit. Yeah, you know, it was a tunic with the pants and, you know, very plain, except it's out of this dupioni silk, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. Make a muslin. She likes it. I make I make the, the silk. You know, I make basically, I would baste seams and try them on a yeah. lot of times, yeah. especially if I was, I, you know, and I said to her, I feel like this is too tight. Uh-huh. I'm going to let it out some. And she said, oh, no, 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 I don't, you know, I don't want it. This is how I want it. I want it like this. And I said, okay. You know, I thought if she wants, I, I even said, you look a little sausagey in the middle. Yeah. You know, I, I was very truth, truthful with her. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, that's okay if that's what you want. And then she left and went on a cruise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she came back and she could not get the top on. Right. She had, It was obvious to me when she walked through the door before she tried it on, I thought this woman's gained weight. I could see right. it like in her face. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she must have just been grazing at that cruise sure. the whole time. And um, I wasn't, I don't, I wasn't very strong then or whatever. I wound up buying more dupioni silk and making this lady a second um, oh. pantsuit, basically. Well, you know, and that's all very delicate to talk about. It's very delicate, too. and and I mean, she swore she didn't get. I even said, "I think you've gained some weight," uh-huh. because she had. Right. I mean, it was just the truth. <laughs> you know, I remeasured her and showed her the difference. The measurements. Yes, and she she swore I measured her wrong. Yeah, and of course, guess when her son's wedding is it's like six days from then right you know I, I barely have time to make it right which cuts into what i've already scheduled you know so you know you can screw yourself and you can let people screw you it, 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 it's a little well, bit of both mistakes happen you know sometimes something never, happens you can't you know? ever avoid completely things like that i had this you know? i had this bride who said I, I had made her dress and she said could you possibly alter my girlfriend's skirt you know, we we bought this at David's Bridal. Can you, you know, I think just the skirt needs to be taken up, right? Right. And she comes, and her bridesmaid is a little person. Uh-huh. I remade the skirt. Right. You know, but, I mean, they didn't get it. They didn't they, understand. That's no, such a severe no, difference. No, but, like, and she didn't say to me, oh, by the way, she's, a, you know, she's a little four person. foot two or whatever right. she was. I mean, she was shorter than me. That's little, you know. Yeah. But, no, she was... You know, she was definitely smaller than me. And I even want, it was like a skirt and a top, and I even wound up doing something. But you can't just hem that. No, no. You, you no. know, she needed some of the volume that was on the bottom and all this. So, and that's you know. what people don't understand about alterations right. all the time. I remember actually taking on uh, an alteration that I thought I could do that I needed your help with because this man came in and he wanted cuffs. He wanted his pants hemmed and he wanted them to be cuffs. Yeah. And, I think this this man was a was not a little person, but he had his legs were so short. Yeah, so short. Well, I kind of know and how we, that is. Yeah, we started to take up the cup, the mark up the pants, and you were like, "We have to reshape these pants." Yes, it's yeah, so right. So much because it, to come maybe off it was at the taper <laughs> yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was just so so much fabric had to come off of them. But yeah, that's. You when you're when you're an alterations person, you're not only the person with the sewing machine, but you're kind of the person who can anticipate these problems, right? Right, and the and the or challenges. You know, it's a big job. Yeah, it's a big job. It's a big job not to get screw yourself over. You know, you're you're handling the money. You're yes. handling your time. Here's another thing: if you're working out of your home, you have to handle your family. Yep. And my husband would call me up. And I would be in my studio, uh-huh. right, where, right where we're sitting right now. And he'd say, 
you know, could you go out to the you know, the boat garage. <laughs> and, you know, I think there's blah, blah, blah hanging on the wall. I need to know if I have three or four. I need to go buy one or what. And I think, he doesn't get it. You know, not yeah. only does it take me the 10 minutes to go look, but then I have to come back and figure out where I was, right. what I was doing. You know, so you can get taken advantage of. Well, a lot uh, of people working out are working out of their homes nowadays, too, in right. sort of this, like, digital capacity. That's right. And I think that they probably, you know, have to make their space and make, you know, the space you make is not only physical, but it's making a space in that time. I'm truly working, everyone. Right. I'm not home, so I can, you know, do your laundry because you didn't do it. Right. You know, or now things happen. Kids get sick or, or something. Well, and, and that is an advantage, an advantage to it yes, because you yes. can. And, you know, there were times where I was working at 3 o'clock in the morning because I took a day off. Yeah. That I, you know, that I should have been working. So I just want to conclude this a little bit with – Custom work and the amount of fittings right. that it could take. Um, how did you gauge that? Like if someone said, "I well, you know, Sarah, wasn't her wedding dress the one that was like the medieval silver? Hers was silver. What was it like? And then I, I wound up making his vest, too. I did a lot of medieval weddings. Yeah, a lot of people. Because, I remember that you know, too. people couldn't get people these couldn't things. Find that you know, they yeah. wanted the corset, they uh-huh. wanted this, or they wanted a red wedding dress. Yes. You know, yes. that 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 was not uncommon that they wanted a red wedding dress or a black wedding dress. You know, um, And this is before Etsy too, guys. Like at, this is Yeah, no, this you, is the yeah. internet. We were on dial up guys. Right, right. Yeah, you know, everybody was on dial up. Yes. Uh, we we had like one email address for the entire family, I believe, or right. something like that. Right. Yeah. No. When I I always tell people when I'm I'm writing in the self sewn wardrobe Facebook page when they go blah 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 and I'm like I had to look that up in the library. <laughs> I had to check that book out and take it home or right. put it on reserve. You know. I was like, I mean, um, you know, I read books about making hats. You right. know, I I mean, I couldn't go on and see a video. I had to, you know figure that out you know from the library but um yeah i made a lot of those types of wedding dresses i guess and a lot of them yeah were corseted and this so how did you how did you gauge how many fittings and did you ever like under underestimate oh yeah yeah like yeah yeah i absolutely Uh underestimated i mean especially in the beginning um you know with the wedding dress that there's a minimum of four fittings probably okay you know and one of you know one of them that you might leave out which is what i did was i've got the dress done and everything but i've still got to mark the bustle so i have to have it on the person right, to be able that. to bustle it mm-hmm. um you know and decide and that's that that shouldn't seem like a lengthy fitting but for the bride it seems to be it's not for you because and sometimes i'd make a mistake and say it can be bustled these three ways <laughs> yeah <laughs> And sometimes I, well, sometimes I would tell them, especially with the big dresses, this is the best way to do it. We're not doing it any other way, you know, because I don't want you on the dance floor and your dress falling down and getting mad at me. One of the biggest mistakes you can make in any profession is saying to someone, it can be done three ways. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, um, but I usually would show them like, Uh like two choices. So, you know, they, sometimes they, or they're they're admiring themselves. Sure, they come in and they finally got the so dress of their dreams, and they're like, right? "Oh, and oh, you just hope their mother doesn't come with them, <laughs> you know, or their mother-in-law, or or you know, when they come with the troop of people, you're in trouble." Yeah, you know. And um, what I noticed was, a lot of times they would start out with two or three people, and they would realize they were better off with just me. Just yeah, right, because they were going to get what they wanted, uh-huh. you know. And sometimes, you know. Sometimes the people were very supportive. Sure. You know, and said, oh, you know, well, you know, you can do this or you can do that. I did a lot of um, commitment ceremonies, like same sex, Uh because they might want something that coordinated or one person might wear a dress and one person might wear a suit or they wanted two suits that 
coordinate or, or their vest to coordinate or, the, or something the like that. garments weren't quite available. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or what they had in mind wasn't available. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So that, that seemed to be a lot of the custom sewing. You know, this is all very interesting because you're doing this in the middle of Missouri. Right. Pre-internet. Right. Pre, like, cut. I mean, not pre-internet necessarily, but pre, like, custom. It was dial-up time. Yeah, yeah. custom. No Etsy. No right. platforms like that. Right. Uh, pre-legalization. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and like pre. The, I I do remember quite a few of those medieval wedding dresses. <laughs> I we have some. I actually I know there's some pictures that we have printed pictures, not on our phone because right. we had little flip phones. But uh, we, we can show. Some, I I know one that I have. Liz in somebody else's dress. Right. I don't showing. know if that girl will see Liz. But I think it I think it was white and black or black and white. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, for some reason that sticks in my mind. Maybe it's not. But I I mean, I guess custom sewing work, mm-hmm. when you think about it, is maybe even more common now. Like people wanting or people doing it. What do you think? I don't know. Like, it's like, or do we just think that because that's the business we're in? Well, I don't I know. Do, I wonder if it's just like more possible. Like if somebody well, thought, that's true. I want a red wedding dress and then they didn't like know who to go to, they'd just go to a well, bridal store. Or a red wedding dress is more acceptable. Or it's more, yeah. it's more common. I mean, your dress, remember? Yeah, the I ugliest mean, dress that lady ever saw. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, Mallory's wedding dress didn't per se look like a wedding dress, but you had worn gowns. Sure. You had been in gowns all your life almost because of performing. So I don't think you had the idea of the big Cinderella dress right. or something. Well, and just so you all know, one kind of hunk of time we left out was when ZD owned a <laughs> gown shop. Yeah, I owned a bridal store <laughs> and she for did, a year. She did do uh, alterations there, but we won't we won't get into that. Uh, but anyway, I if you guys that can any, be on AMA. Yeah, when you guys ask me um, ask anything, anything. Uh, I think I think that we've given some insight. Well, and though, another thing to, is sewing for. Then you know the drag, uh-huh, drag community, right? You know, I think that's much easier now. Well, there's much shows easier about it now. Well, you know? well, well, right, like right, right. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, well, and you know, Athena was <laughs> how how tall was she in her heels? This is really funny because mom costumes Athena. And and Athena wins Miss Gay Missouri that year, right? Yes, she won right? that year. Uh huh. Okay. Turns out, fast forward, I can't remember what year that was, but I marry this guy from Macon, Missouri. Right, small town. Okay, so it turns out Athena had gone to prom with my husband's sister. sister. Because yeah. <laughs> he was from, or she she was from uh, Macon too, yeah. you know? So we well, moved. the hard thing about <laughs> Athena, this I, always, I always find... But Athena worked in a fabric store, didn't... Well, no, no, at that time... Jeff. Jeff, yeah, yeah. When he was Jeff. Well, right. he is he's he's Jeff and Athena parallel. Sure, sure. He's yes. in a parallel yes. universe, yes, okay? Yes. He performs as Athena. Yeah, Athena is his is Well, drag yeah, persona. and I mean he will also dress as Athena and go to we remember when we saw him at Dancing at the mm-hmm. Stars, he was dressed as Athena. Sure. Right. Sure. But he's six foot four without his heels. Without his heels. Without his heels. And I'm five foot nothing. So he would put on his heels and I'm trying to make this white tuxedo and make him look and like Celine on a, Dion. You're on a It was just hysterical. <laughs> yeah. It was hysterical. Like his belt, you know, level was like the top of my head right. or something. You know, we, and we used to laugh. So we definitely have, I think we have a picture of him. Definitely someone Well, there's a b- bunch oh, no. on the internet. I think I think it's right over there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well that's what we'll put up for yeah. the featured image yeah. for this podcast, oh, okay. I think. And um, um, he actually now he then he did st- he started working in an alterations um store. Uh-huh. And he became the manager and all this, but it, actually he now he now as Jeff works at um, Sex Fifth, Fifth Avenue in St. Louis oh, as a stylist. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just got that job. It's I real exciting. He just moved to St. Louis. Like he was here for Gay Pride Week last week and finally got all of his stuff out of his apartment and has truly moved. Well, that is a community too, the drag community, where a lot of 
is it's become more and more visible. Well, of course. I remember things and like jewelry of, being hard for yeah because they want the exaggerated jewelry, and now it's so easy to it's find. It's so easy to find. Right. And and a lot of those uh, queens though they do sew their own stuff. They do. They yeah. are they learn. Oh, they learn. Yes, and they, or they learn, uh, and they do a lot of shopping on the internet. For things that they alter or transform, right. there's a big community of that going on. Have you watched? And RuPaul's, I've taught Jeff a lot of a lot of those of, kind of techniques. Yeah, what and stuff. to do, right? Have you watched RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, mm-hmm. I drag never, race is that? Uh-huh. Is it called a race? Yeah, drag race, like a drag race. Yeah, like I know. A, I guess it is. RuPaul. Okay, <laughs> I hadn't watched it. I'd followed on Facebook forever. And then, and now we have um, fast internet, so I can watch whatever I want all the time. <laughs> We're so excited. And I was just like looking at the costumes I know. and looking at this, and I'm like, okay, if you, a lot, I think I would say 90% of the people in our group are cisgendered women just trying to like wear what they perceive as, quote, like normal clothes right. and, and, and coming up against challenges. Sort of the traditional. Uh, yeah, things going on. and I'm like, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you see the transformations those people go through and and how they cut enough fabric or the right amount of fabric in the right places to fit them and make them look like Lady Gaga, right. all of a sudden, guys, you can make anything to fit oh, you yeah. as long as oh, you yeah. measure we, correctly. You know, we, had all the, we had all the padding and, yeah. and, and uh, Athena, you know, is does Celine Dion. Yes. And... um. What was I going to say? Darn it! I was thinking about the padding and the and the. Well, yeah. I the... mean, you have to shape all this stuff yeah. and make all this stuff, and there's no, undergarments. If those if those queens can transform like that, now of course, n- not everybody's going to wake up every day and pad their chest and their hips and da da da. da but I'm just saying. Like, you just need the right amount of fabric in the right places, That's right? right. <laughs> well, well, and then the other thing that, because. I, I'm trying to think if that was the third year he won, you know, Miss uh, Miss Missouri and Miss yeah. Miss. Uh, I think it's Miss Gay. I think America. it's Miss Gay Missouri, or yeah, but he won the whole. He won the, he oh, won the oh, big oh, okay, one, okay, USA, okay. Big, Miss Gay USA, or whatever it was. And they also had like their talent portion, and I don't know what their talent portion was. I, I should have went to these things. They never did, but it was always something very bizarre that like. We had to make a garment that had hula hoops in it. Oh, yeah. That oh, flipped yeah. upside down, and you know, and he would have the, these ideas, and they were always very extravagant. So you learn a lot doing that stuff. A costuming in particular. Okay, well, and costuming could be a separate podcast too. And this podcast is going to be like forty-five minutes long. But so, it was fun. But it was a lot of fun. But yeah. it's fun for us. We hope it's fun for you. I think sometimes people like these episodes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so thank you for listening all the way through if you've made it to the end. And you all uh, can get a hold of me <laughs> for a little while. Uh, <laughs> Mallory at SoYear.com is my email address. You know, last time I had a baby, I was checking the emails. You can do it uh, on your phone in the middle of the night after you nurse your baby and you can't sleep, right? Um, so you can get a hold of me at Mallory at SoHere.com. You can follow us on Instagram, or ZD Sewing Studio. And, of course, join the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group by searching for the Self-Sewn Wardrobe. And you'll find us and request to join, answer the questions, and I'll approve you. Okay, well, thanks for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah.